I have the privilege of welcoming our speaker today. Wendy Ward is a dear friend, a spiritual mentor, someone who loves Jesus and who's able to convey the heart of God with passion and power and purpose. And I just would love you to open your heart and open your mind to receive what God is saying to you through our incredible speaker today, Wendy Ward. Good morning. It's so lovely to be able to connect with you this morning. Yes, it really is me under this short white hair. One of the things I've been doing in lockdown is growing my colour out. I'm still getting used to it. <laughs> How have you been doing? These are challenging times and most of us have been feeling the pressure as it's going on for so long, isn't it? Pete preached a really helpful and encouraging message last week about how we can encourage ourselves in the Lord at this time. If you haven't managed to hear it yet, I would strongly recommend it to you. The title of my talk is Victory in Lockdown. We're going to look at someone in the Bible who had a really long time in lockdown, 13 years in fact. That really blows my mind. He not only stayed sane, but he came out better and stronger for it. I'm talking about Joseph, you know, the one with the Technicolor dream coat, the one Andrew Lloyd Webber and Tim Rice wrote a musical about. Joseph found that he could have the victory even in lockdown. Joseph was the 11th son of his father, Jacob. Jacob married two wives and his favorite one was Rachel. It had taken a very long time for Rachel to conceive and in the meantime another ten sons had been born to Jacob. When Rachel finally brought Joseph into the world, his father treated him like his firstborn son. It was so obvious that Joseph was his favourite. Jacob did nothing to disguise the fact that he loved Joseph more than any of the others. Everyone knew and his brothers resented him. Then Jacob had this amazing coloured coat made for Joseph. None of the others had anything like it. It seemed to really rub it in that there was no one like Joseph for his father. Joseph was proud of his special status. He swaggered along showing off his special coat. He knew that he was the best. He wasn't very wise. He told his father about all the things that he noticed that were wrong with his brothers and how they were when Jacob wasn't around. He was arrogant and quite honestly a pain in the neck. When he started having some amazing dreams about what was going to happen in the future and how he was going to rule over the rest of his family, instead of keeping them to himself and praying over them and seeking God about what that might look like, he just went about telling everyone who would listen, and even those who didn't want to listen, how great he was going to be, and it really got on their nerves. One day the brothers had had enough. Joseph came out to see them when they were out looking after the family flocks, and of course they saw him coming. You couldn't really miss him in that bright coat. They hatched a plan to kill him. A bit extreme, but it shows you how he had annoyed them and how they had come to hate him. They ended up throwing him in a cistern, a pit, to store water. Fortunately, it was empty. 
then selling him as a slave to some passing human traffickers. Joseph pleaded for his life. He cried and begged, but they didn't listen. And he was taken off to Egypt. He didn't know the language. He was alone and unprotected. And he was probably really scared. And he literally didn't have anyone but God on his side, which sounds scary, but it was enough. God plus one outnumbers anything else. God was with Joseph. Joseph was bought by Potiphar, one of Pharaoh's officials. At this point, Joseph could have been an emotional wreck. He could have spent his days and nights crying and feeling sorry for himself. He could have been very angry and focused on how unfair it was that he'd been treated in this way. And he could have gone on and on to God about why he'd let this awful thing happen to him. He could have decided that he would do the least possible things to serve his new owner. He could have decided he'd just get by and wait until God somehow rescued him and the whole thing would be over. He could have had one great big pity party and stayed there just waiting doing nothing apart from the absolute minimum, muttering about how it would be better to die than be a slave. After all, what had he done to deserve this? But no, he developed a faith that God would somehow bring his dreams to pass at the right time, that God was good and somehow could bring good out of even this. I have no doubt that he often had to go to God with his feelings, just like David did, and keep reminding himself that God was God and that he knew that God loved him and had this good plan for him. As we saw with David last week, he found out how to encourage himself in the Lord. He battled with his feelings, he must have done, but he won. His attitude marked him out from the other slaves He chose to do his very best, even in these trying circumstances. Because Joseph had this attitude to serve and to do his best, God was able to bless him and everything that he did. He was soon noticed by Potiphar, who gradually came to trust him. Genesis 39 tells us, When his master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord gave him success in everything he did, Joseph found favour in his eyes and became his attendant. Potiphar put him in charge of his household and he entrusted to his care everything he owned. He did not concern himself with anything except the food he ate. So for a while, things seemed to be looking up. But soon, Joseph had a problem with Mrs. Potiphar. She really fancied him and kept trying to get him to sleep with her. He kept on saying no. One day, she got hold of him and grabbed him. He managed to get away, but she was left holding his coat. And when Potiphar came home, she made out that Joseph had tried to seduce her. And poor old Joseph ended up in prison. Suddenly, it looked like everything was worse than ever. 
It was so unfair. He didn't deserve this. Again, he could have focused on what was wrong, but instead he chose to find a way to bless and help others in the present. His wonderful attitude got him noticed again and he was soon running the prison. The natural leadership gift on his life came out again. Joseph was in his own version of lockdown for 13 years altogether. He had so many challenges, but he used each and every one to learn all that he could so that when the time came for him to fulfil his destiny, he had learned all he needed to know and he was ready to take on leading a whole nation and saving many lives of people. So I just want to bring out a few things from this story that might help us in our own lockdown situations. First, Joseph knew that God was with him, that he wasn't alone. Three times we read that the Lord was with Joseph and that he helped him and gave him success. God hasn't changed. He has promised to be with us. At no point will he leave us. The letter to Hebrews was written for people who become weary and who felt like giving up as it was just all feeling like too hard. So the writer had to remind them that he, God himself has said, I will not in any way fail you or give you up nor leave you without support. I will not, I will not, I will not in any degree leave you helpless nor forsake nor let you down relax my hold on you? Assuredly not. So we take comfort and are encouraged and confidently and boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not be seized with alarm. I will not fear or dread or be terrified. What can man do to me? God didn't ever leave Joseph, though he might have been tempted to think so. And he will never leave you. His presence in our lives makes all the difference. And if you don't know God yet, he's just waiting for you to turn to him. He's just looking for you to just face in his direction. He would love for you to turn to him at this time. Secondly, God, Joseph let God develop his character. Psalm 105 verse 19 in the New Living Translation says, Until the time came to fulfil his dreams, the Lord tested Joseph's character. God wants to develop our characters to the point where we'll be able to learn from any situation and see good come out of it. We can choose to cooperate with God. He wants to do a deep work in us so that we'll be able to do what he's made us to do at the right time. He wants to make us like Jesus, so that whatever happens, however we are squeezed or pressed, we will, he, we will show what Jesus is like. 
Third, Joseph forgave his brothers. Joseph had to forgive his brothers, otherwise he'd be carrying around those hurts for the rest of his life and he would never be free. We see that he had completely forgiven them when his dad Jacob died. The brothers suddenly became afraid that Joseph would take revenge on them for the terrible way that they had treated him. So we read, they sent word to Joseph saying, your father left these instructions before he died. This is what you're to say to Joseph. I ask you to forgive your brothers the sins and the wrongs they committed in treating you so badly. Now please forgive the sins of the servants of the God of your father. When their message came to him, Joseph wept. He was deeply moved. He must have felt like saying, surely by now you would have realised that I forgave you years ago. But the story goes on. His brothers then came and threw themselves down before him. We are your slaves, they said. But Joseph said to them, don't be afraid. And I think what he says next is absolutely extraordinary. Am I in the place of God? You intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is being done, the saving of many lives. So then, don't be afraid. I will provide for you and your children. And he reassured them and spoke kindly to them. If we understand that God uses everything that happens to us for good, then we will, like Joseph, find the grace to forgive and to see that God had a bigger plan for us, even in the hard and challenging times. We can never be free of our past until we forgive those who have hurt us. Forgiveness sets us free and releases God to work on our behalf. And then fourthly, Joseph never let his circumstances define him. Although outwardly he was first a slave and then a prisoner, inwardly Joseph refused to take that on as his identity. A little boy was being told to sit down by his mum. He didn't want to. She had to insist over and over again. Finally, he gave in and sat down, but he said, I'm still standing up on the inside. God wants us to be like that. There may have been times when we've been treated badly, when we've been called names, bullied, put down, confined, abused in some way. But God wants us to still be standing up on the inside. We are all made in the image of God. We have unique value to him. He loves each one of us and he wants us to be all that we possibly can be. He doesn't want us to be slaves or prisoners in any way. Jesus said, if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. He wants us to blossom and shine and be seen for all that we are. We need to come out of agreement with the voices that we have heard, the voices that have said we're worthless, that we're no good, 
that we can't get anything right, that we have failed or that we're a disappointment or that we're the wrong colour. So many voices have been spoken over us, but those are the voices that we must silence with the truth of God's word. And like Joseph, we must stand up on the inside. Although he was a slave, he didn't carry himself like a victim. He chose to serve in the very best way he could. When he became a prisoner, he refused to sit around feeling sorry for himself. Instead, he looked for ways to serve the other prisoners. When the day came for his breakthrough, he may have looked like a prisoner on the outside. His clothes may have been prisoner's clothes and he was unshaven and probably quite scruffy. But on the inside, he was ready to rule Egypt and bring salvation to many others who would have starved to death otherwise, including his own brothers. Fifthly, Joseph embraced the hard season. We never hear of him whinging or moaning, begging God to get him out of there. He just got on with developing the best attitude he could and seeing what he could learn and how he could serve in that hard time. We can do that. We can ask God what he wants for us in this season. What does he want us to learn? How does he want us to use this time? It would be so good if we could get to a place where we actually embrace the season, where instead of just wishing it would just pass and we could get back to normal, we would be saying, what amazing plans do you have for me, my family, friends, church, community right now, Lord? Joseph managed to do that. He saw opportunities to learn things and to develop skills, to develop character. <clears throat> and all those things were so essential for him in this season ahead when he would have to carry so much responsibility. And finally, Joseph developed perseverance. 13 years is a long time to be in lockdown. Joseph could have given up at any point. And I think perhaps the last two of those years were the hardest for him. He had interpreted the dream of the cupbearer to Pharaoh and he'd asked it him that when he got reinstated at the palace, he would mention Joseph to Pharaoh in the hope that he, Pharaoh would get him out of prison. But we read that the chief cupbearer, however, did not remember Joseph. He forgot him. And then another two years passed before Pharaoh had the dreams and Joseph got out of prison. Push through itiveness or perseverance is one of the values of our church and network. Joseph certainly had to develop that in the situation he was in. In Romans 5, Paul wrote this, which just blows my mind, given that we know of the enormous amount of suffering he went through to get the gospel out. He wrote, We also rejoice in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance character and character hope 
and hope does not disappoint us because God has poured out his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit whom he has given us. I don't pretend to understand that. How could Paul rejoice in the sufferings that he went through? I've read the list of what he went through in 2 Corinthians 6 and 12. Horrible things he went through, all kinds of suffering and pain. But I, that, those verses challenge me to step up to another level of perseverance. This morning, I read this by Henri Nouon, and it is called Choosing Joy. I am convinced that we can choose joy. Every moment we decide to respond to an event or a person with joy instead of sadness. When we truly believe that God is life and only life, then nothing need have the power to draw us into the sad realm of death. To choose joy does not mean to choose happy feelings or an artificial atmosphere of hilarity, but it does mean the determination <clears throat> to let whatever takes place bring us one step closer to the God of life. Maybe this is what is so important about quiet moments of meditation and prayer. They allow me to take a critical look at my moods and to move from victimisation to free choice. I love that. So as I close, I just want to encourage us to never give up, to press into God in this season, to keep on keeping on, to trust that God is doing something in us this, at this time, to lean into him to help us, to get ourselves as close to him as we possibly can. He has promised to be with us and to help us. He has shown that he can do extraordinary things in the times of pressure. He has promised to bring good out of all the challenging circumstances. If we'll let him, he will make us more like Jesus and that would be awesome. If we'll persevere and keep a good heart, he will bring us into our destiny as he did with Joseph. Let's pray. <clears throat> Lord, we thank you that you are with us right now, that you know us and you understand us, that you care and that you have great plans for us. Thank you that we can lean into you at this time and find everything we need to be overcomers, not victims, and to rise up and be all that you have made us to be. Thank you that we, like Joseph, can find in you the strength and ability to have victory in lockdown. In Jesus' name, Amen.